Hey, Gareth, yeah. do you need validation from strangers? Five stars on Apple. Now, shit. No, I don't know. Yeah, yeah maybe. Oh, I see where we're going. Yeah, I do, actually, because I feel very self-conscious about doing this. As an old man dabbling into the world of podcasts, I need to know people love me, Chris. So when I go into that retirement home, I can just look at the five-star reviews that all our listeners especially that guy in Manchester, has given us. Yes, so you can always hate back, like, this food is not what I need. I'm a five-star yeah. man. Yeah. This Look at is- this, nurse. <laughs> Eat it. <laughs> yeah, so please leave us a five-star review to help me with my retirement. That's a pod crawl podcast top tip there, everyone. Gay bars, best drink deals, go there now. So, the special there. I mean, what we all used to order when I was a student. They used to serve Lambrini by the bottle. So they'd serve you a <laughs> bottle of Lambrini off. if you were strong. That's <laughs> amazing. It was like on top. Ooh. I mean, like little bits of milk were kind of like, oh, yeah, there was this like curd or, but then I, I just, you know, mixed it all up and, and drunk it down. <laughs> that's just the kind of, you know, I just get on with things. It works. Honestly, I forgot we were doing a podcast for a minute and I was like, if that was a job interview, that would be such a solid answer for us. How do you get yourself motivated? How, how, can you, how can you persevere through tough times? Darling, um, you got Hitler, you got Judas, you got that guy that shot Harambe, and then I think it's pretty fair to say <laughs> that most people would then, in the line of human awfulness, put Gareth Fox. Would you agree? At the top. I would also throw the person who threw that kid off the top of the tape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Underneath yeah, well, where well, we're if, putting If Gareth, Gareth had the chance, he'd throw five toddlers off, off the tape. Of course, and, he's got him in a bag. You know, we, we do this country service by bringing him. We'll hear him here weekly. He could be up to any shit now, couldn't he? Any old yeah, shit. He's, he thinks he's so... Oh, he hasn't even got vaccinated. I don't know what he's doing. Of course, he's not vaccinated. He goes around spreading it about. Because he just yeah. got back from that jolly to Delhi, didn't he? And I don't trust him one iota. But basically, listeners, Gareth Fox has let us down by not turning up to this week's uh, to this week's recording unbelievable which is an absolute shame we don't fucking need him anyway it's disgrace I like like to change it up with my own fucking blunder I had had an equally bad blunder in Tesco's where (laughs) I was looking at the Bargs aisle you know my our mate Bargs fighting out some good reductions big up um, them yellow sticker reductions big up yellows (laughs) and uh, I was looking at them and then I had this voice like two people talking and I heard one go oh shit my mask right and they clearly hadn't put their mask on and as I was turning around I went don't worry no one saw turned around it was a fucking blind kid I just didn't know what to do I you just said, slagged I'm off the blind I didn't mean to I thought it would just be like friendly banner you know like oh don't worry no one saw oh, it. you just, you just came across a massive cunt to that kid he's going to remember that yeah, for the rest of his I, life he didn't know that I Nolan. was looking the other way Nolan that's bad <laughs> But well, the mother, the, I didn't like the mother must have saw the fact like she clearly saw me facing the other way because she was facing me and I turned around to be friendly and went, oh, I just, I, I just went, I'm sorry. And then, and I, then ran I, kicked, the- I kicked his cane out from under him and I no, said, I'm, I'm Gareth Fox. And he ran away <laughs> cackling evilly and off he went. Taking all the reductions. Avoiding more responsibility. Typical Gareth. <laughs> How we love him. Yeah, <laughs> burn him at the stake. <laughs> Crack it, well, you can do the honours then of introducing this week's fabulous guest. This week's fabulous guest is a great comedian, a great character act. It's Mr. Dick Denham. Whoop, Welcome whoop, to the podcast. Hey, hey. Well, hello. Yeah, delighted to be here. I've got to say, I'm really excited because this is actually the first podcast I've ever been on. Oh, well, welcome. And, um, yeah, I don't know what to do. Like, should I like adopt the voice of kind of like a BBC Radio 6 DJ. I think that would like, be a great way to continue today's episode, yes. Hi, Marianne Hobbs here. Dick Denham <laughs> will now talk us through the evolution of the Finch. <laughs> Delighted to be bringing you some groundbreaking future sounds. <laughs> 
to help you kickstart your day. <laughs> Something like that. I don't know. Yeah, I think yeah. I think yeah, we'd, we'd be up for that. Future sounds. <laughs> it's just a fucking siren, space siren. <laughs> the relaxing sound of the space siren <laughs> and the furnaces of Endor. Relax to BBC Six Future Sounds. <laughs> <laughs> BBC Sounds. <laughs> So we're here to talk about, I, I did just want to clarify, we're here to talk about pubs today, is it? Well, it can yeah. be pubs, it can be bars, it can be clubs, it can be anywhere you like to grab a drink. Doesn't ex- But it is pubs. It, it, it's not pubes. No, it's not pubes. That's a different podcast. Right. That's, that's hidden okay. on the dark web. And, and there's a ranking oh. system. For, and Gareth Fox actually collects them in a jar. And I've seen the jar. And yeah. sometimes when the jar overfills, it goes to, goes on to a wig, which Narlin wears frequently. I mean, he's got it on now, in fact, haven't he? Yeah, yeah, it looks it's good. It's the lockdown wig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The lockdown wig. Are they his own pubes or are they? Well, you'd have to ask Gareth that, but I've seen him take a disturbing penchant in the interest of sort of late 17 year old boys. I seen him follow them into the toilet in our interview right yeah he's a weird man he's, he's not a about, weird he's, he's weird not about guy. pickling them as well I don't I just don't like him anymore do you yeah. think that's where he is now like pickling pubes a- I would say he's either pickling pubes or planning genocide those are his two yeah. those are his two main go-tos um, that's the thing probably at like a leisure centre with his hand down but kind of you know, like in the swimming pool, mm. like with his hand down the drain, that just trying to kind right. of like... Yeah. Well, because yeah, he's been he practicing holding his breath so he can be down like longer and longer. And um, recently right. he's been dislocating his elbow so he can get down the cistern pipe. He's a freaky, oh he's God, a freaky yeah. guy. Probably been getting otters to do it as well. I wouldn't be him. surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. I've no. seen that guy be banned from London Zoo and uh, and Longleat. He's a, he's a dodgy geezer and I don't, yeah, I don't trust him. And I know he's not here to defend himself. And now we know why. Pube collecting from leisure centre toilets. He's a he's a wrong one. Yeah, he Dick, does. He in does. Didcot, is it? In yeah, it's in Didcot. Yeah, yeah exactly. Didcot. Yeah, he does look like Parkway a... or he's not close. far off the Parkway actually. Yeah, <laughs> he's right. not far off Didcot Parkway. I love this. I never, I never knew of it. Why do why do other people know about Didcot Parkway? It's got world. a big like energy. Don't don't we have like a nuclear power plant there or something? They did. Well, they did. They did. They did. But, right. Okay. They did. Then they demolished it with great. Sadness. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was a day out. We went to watch the yeah. chimneys get felled. Oh, it was hell of a day. Oh, you felt it in your rib cage. Honestly, oh, it rattled you. It rattled your soul. It changed you as a human. <laughs> this is what we're going to do when we go back to the pubs, Chris. We're going to just talk to people about the time we saw a power station get demolished. <laughs> Like like, so how old are you, dude? <laughs> <laughs> Narlin, Dick, have you have you been to any pubs in the past week? Have you had the chance yet? I haven't actually been to a pub yet. No, not since. No, no, I haven't. Not since last year. I, went, I think I mentioned this last week. I think I yeah, you'd been to three. Yeah, yeah, yeah but they, in one day. But the first one, I don't really count because I thought it was a calf, and then they had a pot like a. Uh, a, uh, an Asahi tap and so a, co- a coffee suddenly turned into two pints of Asahi please <laughs> Good. Well, that's, <laughs> so, um, that tends yeah. to be how it works wow. in the pub. Yeah. I'm only having the one. Four later. <laughs> Snorting beer off the toilet. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Up until 6am. Yeah. Doing lines of uh, cans of lager. Oh, my phone's ringing. That'll be my beer dealer. Just off to get a few cans. <laughs> <laughs> 20 pack of cans. How's he fit that many on his moped? Don't worry about it. He's got, he's got one of those... <laughs> All oh, those boxes like the TARDIS. <laughs> <laughs> Cracking. Well, Dick, um, we, every week we get our guests to name their three favourite pubs, bars or clubs or areas on the street where they like to drink. It doesn't matter. We're a pretty broad church. So um, we'll save the best to last. So, Mr. Denham, where is your third favourite place to grab a pint? So my third favourite place, and um, Narlin, Narlin should know this place well, actually, Ooh. is um, a little pub up in Kentish Town um, called The Grafton, which, of course, is Ooh. where they did not another comedy night, yeah. which, I mean, had to be one of the best nights on the open mic circuit pre-lockdown. Big shout out Big to shout out. James Meek. 
Ken and Adam show. Scott. Um, but no, I love that pub. Firstly, obviously, because of Not Another Comedy Night. I just, I've always loved that night. Secondly, because it kind of appeals to my kind of like 30 something millennial aesthetic. You know, like to paraphrase uh, Mo Sizzla, they've got lots of crazy crap all over the walls. And I just, I just love that, you know. Lots of lots of mismatched furniture, but also um, crucially, they so normally during the week, right? I don't I don't drink booze. So when I was like going up to the Grafton to do um, not another comedy night, I want to have a soft drink, and they're one of the few pubs in London which serve kombucha. Which I just oh, you don't I really like, like kombucha, do you? I like kombucha. Oh. It's um, it's a mature soft drink, and, and by that I mean it, it doesn't taste very nice. Um, <laughs> I don't mind the one in the Tesco. Ah, now you're both wrong. Kombucha is. I quite like it. Nah. Kombucha's alright. No, I like it. I like it in a wine glass as well. <laughs> Specifically, would you only ever drink it in a wine glass? Or? Well, normally, normally when I'm in a pub, a pint of it once, you just for- throw it on the table. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm fucking not having it. <laughs> Wrong type of yeah. yeast. So if I can't, if I can't get a yard of kombucha, <laughs> I normally, I normally ask for it in a wine glass. And but I mean, the people behind the bar are probably like, oh, here we go. But I mean, it's just, I, I think it's how you should drink it because it's kind of like bubbly, you know. But that's um, that is my third favorite place to drink that I thought of. Oh no 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 way! There is Grafton. There is Grafton digging to be done. Yeah, you're not getting off that easily. Okay, okay, (laughs) okay, okay. Sorry, I'm too keen. I'm too (laughs) eager. Pushing us on to the next time. Ages since I've Grafton. Is it? It's upstairs with the comedy, isn't it? Is it that one? Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Upstairs with comedy. It's got a bar upstairs as well, like a small bar. Yeah, small bar. They don't have kombucha at small bar. Oh, I did not know that. This is what I didn't know. They didn't sell. Kombucha. I didn't even know they did kombucha. I didn't yeah. know they did that. That's, so <laughs> no, that's a brave find? ask. Yeah. Oh, okay, Dick. Is it on? Is it on tap, or have they just got like a big bottle of it? No, it's not on tap. It's um, they they serve it in in little bottles. They serve it by the bottle. They serve it by the bottle. Okay. Yeah, they don't just have big bottles of um. <laughs> yeah, they serve but how it did by you the find bottle. out? Like that's just, it's an odd ask. Like it's one of those things. Like. Yeah. Did you see it? Like, you know, when you're like, um, well, you don't need the designated driver and you're like, fucking don't want a shitty Pepsi. And you, you look at the non-alcoholic drinks, but you don't want to look like a weirdo staring at the bar fridge. Like, is that how you spotted it? I, I, yeah, I spotted it just, just with my eyes. I saw it. And um, just um, there was actually a, a kid behind me who, who turned out to be blind. Um, was he was he pubeless? Because that would also um, suggest the presence he, of a certain um, someone. Yeah, I think he just been swimming and um <laughs> but no i um i just saw it and i just i i ordered it because that's just the kind of go-getter i am um i i get what i want when i'm but at a bar how much is a kombucha do you know i wouldn't i wouldn't have a clue like, and i exchange I money for it i don't think i want to pay more than four quid for a kombucha i reckon there's no no way is it more than four quid no, I'm sure I paid like three pounds something for it, maybe even less. I would, I would put my money on three ninety five. Do you not like green no, tea? Though? I really green like tea green in my tea. Life. Um, it is. That sounds ominous. It, that is, it's, it's, it's literally his job. Is to I got nine hundred kilograms of a van outside as we speak. <laughs> well, are you uh, are you out on the corner competing with the guys um, <laughs> selling beer? <laughs> One yeah, in the keep... morning. Yeah, 50, 50 pounds of, of Colombian of, um, green tea. Don't worry about it. It's good stuff. <laughs> but I'd say Pablo will be pissed. Pure leaf. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't, I'm, yeah, I don't know. Like for me, like controversially, it, it, I, I, even is it Pudleys or Pudleys? Mate, tastes like vomit. Sorry, I'm not a kombucha fan at all. Frightened. I really, I, I didn't think I'd like it, but yeah, I don't know why I tried it. I tried it in the mildew because it's the only thing that they had fizzy. And I really wanted a carbonated drink. I thought, oh, fucking kombucha. I'd never tried it. It seemed healthy. And it's all right. Has to be the raspberry one, though. I feel like if you wanted, like, a fizzy drink, though, like, it wouldn't necessarily fill that kind of 
No, I mean desire. No, no, I don't think it would. But it, I, I was a fan though. But I, I will give drinking it out yeah. of a wine glass a go. Don't, no, I think you're. I think you're meant to drink it out of a wine glass, <laughs> oh, according it? to the um, official. Do they guidance. put anything in it, or is it just just the drink in the glass? Do they do any like wanky bits of strawberry think, or anything? Yeah, you can probably have like a slice of lime in it. Um, but no, I, I normally just have the kombucha in in the glass. Um, on a table, <laughs> cracking in a pub. Do you remember? Do you remember any of the to quote most? Yeah, like, I'm intrigued. I want this much furniture wall. examples. <laughs> what What are we talking? Well, you know, kind of like mismatched like armchairs, and then kind of I don't know, like old, oldie, ye oldie pictures of like Kentish Town. Like back, I'm sure they probably have this. I mean, this is what most pubs have, isn't it? That kind of appeal to. 30-something millennials, you know, they've got photos of, like, the place, like, back in the 1920s with, like, trams and stuff. But obviously not <laughs> not the Croydon tram. Um, in Croydon pubs, I guess they just have photos of Croydon now with the, the tram. Yeah, no, they um, photoshopped the tram out through. and just put a horse and cart in. Yeah. Uh, I think some of the lines actually out to New Addington do still use um, horsepower. <laughs> but um, but I have seen some quite big um, kind of um, horse stools um, around, which obviously, you know, that makes sense. Um, but yeah, no, mismatched furniture, probably like one of those like weird compass things on the wall, like big thermometers do you know what i mean like one of those like a kind of thermometer from a ship or something a barometer yes yes that's what i mean yeah a barometer i just want a place where i can have a kombucha i can look at the air pressure and see old-timey photos is that too much to ask exactly like when i go in a pub like that i know that i'm kind of i'm safe do you know what i mean if there's like a whole pile of like old board games it's not like going into a pub when i don't know they've got like sky sports on and it's like you know yeah, it's, it's leads in the house is gonna go talking about rooney yeah that's a strong avoid <laughs> precisely and i i probably i i dread to think what would happen if i asked for a for a kombucha <laughs> yeah, in a I wine glass <laughs> in that kind of I'd like to think you'd, you'd ask for a kombucha and then you'd go to drink out of a pint glass and went, nah, darling, you want that in a wine glass. <laughs> You're in the wrong place. Oh, please, come this way to the kombucha bar. The, the kombucha lounge. <laughs> just pulls, pulls the chin in a secret hatch just the wall turns. <laughs> yeah. Like a dojo door just sliding over. <laughs> Would you like to see the air pressure, sir? <laughs> tap in the barometer. <laughs> or drinking Tetley's kombucha. <laughs> I love that, right? With the Grafton in Kentish Town, that is in. That is our third favourite place to grab a drink. So, Dick, what's our happy middle? Where's our second favourite place? So, happy middle. So, I had to bring up this place. It's an iconic establishment in Sheffield called Dempsey's which is the premier LGBT establishment in Sheffield and it is in the middle of like this 1960s kind of brutalist shopping complex <laughs> and it's just inside it is just great is it it's really got... bad that all I picture now is that scene in the Simpsons of the gay steel mill <laughs> I just watch Sheffield Steel City huh. just yeah. imagine them all turning up we work hard we play hard Claxon comes down shopping centre closes up <laughs> raining men starts distantly in the background getting louder and louder <laughs> I mean, the place is pretty much like how I think a lot of straight guys would imagine a gay bar to be. Like, it's all quite, the colours are quite like dark and dingy and there's like lots of kind of pictures on the wall of like half-naked men, like obviously like quite muscular. Are there any good drinks? Because gay bars do have the best um, well, fucking drink that deals. that was what I was going to get to. That's a Podcrawl podcast top tip there, everyone. Gay bars, best drink deals, go there now. So... Yeah. The special there. I mean, what we all used to order when I was a student, they used to serve Lambrini by the bottle. So they'd serve you a Fuck bottle of Lambrini off. and give you the straw. <laughs> this is amazing. So, like, 
we'll be like I don't know I think we thought like because obviously like in like lots of music videos and stuff you see people like kind of like swigging like champagne and stuff and I think we kind of thought like we were going for that kind of vibe how the like, did the inception of that come about someone ordered a Lamborghini they did like no no the bottle and then it just stuck I mean <laughs> one straw please I guess, how else are you going to serve Lamborghini wine glass yeah, but it's not actually wine, is it? It's made of pears. Oh, true, it's sparkling pears. I won't bring up the fact that kombucha isn't wine. <laughs> no. <laughs> but really, I mean, if, so it, if it's a perry, you should have it in a kind of pint glass, which I think would probably be less dignified than I've, drinking it from I've the had Lamborghini in a pint glass, and it gives the illusion that you care. It doesn't work, <laughs> but it gives the illusion that you've got your life together. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone's asked, they're like, oh, good, he's chosen a nice berry. You just hide the bottle well, because or it's a pint glass like, all as well. You know the, the, you know the secret that Lambrini is actually a parry. Yeah, and it's a strong parry, nice but, 6.5. Um, Delightful. Yeah, but so they've got at, um, <laughs> at Dempsey's, they've got a they've got a pole in a cage. Good, good idea. Um, for dancing around with your Lambrini bottle. And um, I just remember one of my key memories of that place was I remember I went out to Leb Mill in Sheffield which was kind of like more like this massive I mean it's a gig venue it's but it was just like Mill, yeah. yeah it was a straight club night I went to and it just like wasn't my vibe at all and then I headed down to Dempsey's um, the place where everybody knew my name and um, <laughs> as soon as I got in in the downstairs lounge it was lounge, like cheers he walks playing, in everyone goes dick <laughs> well in the, in the downstairs lounge they were playing Um Papa from Oliver, which just added this kind of like sleazy, but also like quite homely vibe. And I, I just remember feeling like, yes, I'm home. This is where I belong. But yeah, so that is most... I mean, it is a real institution in Sheffield. We all got given like these little... Because it's like an old school gay bar, like from back in the day when you know gay bars you couldn't just like walk into them like you had to get a membership card because a lot of these businesses actually got like bashed and raided and stuff so um we all have these like little membership cards which we we obviously refer to as our gay cards but yeah it is an iconic venue and i would beseech anyone to next time we're in sheffield down on the Moor shopping centre to um, head to Dempsey's for a bottle of Lambrini with us. It's kind of like an outside shopping precinct. I don't know if you've ever been to like Coventry or Plymouth. Yeah, Yeah, Coventry. That kind of like 1960s, like outside, like concrete precinct kind of vibe. Coventry was forgotten in the 70s, mate. It is dire up there, that shopping centre. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a... I'm a fan of breachlist architecture, though. Um, I do like kind of like just wandering around. Like the times I have been to Coventry, I do like just uh, having a bit of a wander around. I, I mean, I'd like to think like you got, um, you're saying, <laughs> it's kind of, I don't know if it's sad, funny, I don't know. Like, it's like you were saying that, you know, Dempsey's would get raided and stuff like that. I'd like to think that the birth of the Lamborghini in a bottle would mean if Dempsey's got raided, they could everyone's just smash. Everyone's tooled up. Everyone's <laughs> tooled up, ready to go, and like just see. Yeah, everyone's tooled. Beaten up. And they've got weapons in their hands as well. But how much? Oh yeah. You know, much would Lamborghini bottles for a Lamborghini as well. could do some damage. Oh, it must have been under five pound. That's a fucking bargain. Because I know, because you like you could you could say oh, it's cheap. It's like two ninety nine in the shop, but you're in a venue and you've got yeah. a bottle. Yeah, and like we said, it's effectively what you've effectively got there is a pint and a half of pen <laughs> yeah. for under a fiver. That's a pretty fucking good job. How many? How many could you get for a night, Dick? How many bottles? <laughs> Don't um, be shy. Come on. <laughs> I can't remember. I mean, I definitely always have the original flavor, not the cherry. Yeah, we're not we're not insane. Come on, we 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 we, yeah. we respect each other on this podcast. Yeah. I've probably yeah, probably at least two, but um, I went back there in January 2019, and I did actually end up having a um, I, I had at least one bottle of Lambrini. Oh, they still do it. Oh, they still do it. Yeah, <laughs> That's and right then good. I got I got told off by the staff because I slid down the banister on the stairs. <laughs> Um, obviously on purpose. Um, and I think in my head, I was kind of thinking like I was being very, you know, kind of like dainty and kind of like, 
like Cinderella crazy. entering the entering the downstairs area, coming into the oompa yeah. music from Oliver. Just here I am. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, the guy shouted the, the, one of the bouncers shouted at me and said the last person who did that went out in an ambulance so um, I mean I don't know what happened to him uh, <laughs> or whether he survived or at least, um, at least you did it whether. so you, you've got yeah, more talent than him exactly <laughs> I'm still walking yeah. before Dempsey's are we are we pre-drinking before we go out or was it straight away right it's time straight to Dempsey's I mean so this so if you're talking my student days obviously yeah it was pre-drinking it was like Sainsbury's Basics vodka yeah um, Glenn's vodka alright do, do, do you two have because I've got one which I'll share give you some thinking time do you have any tricks to make Sainsbury's or any supermarket basic bitch alcohol to slightly more pleasant. I'll give you two beautiful tricks. One is a filter, like you get for Britvic, like a water filter. Put your shitty Tesco vodka or your Glens through that. Genuinely makes it taste decent. Number two, mm-hmm. this is the dangerous one. This is a fucking hack for life. Cream soda. Fucking Ooh. dangerous. Oh, dangerous. Because yeah. you do not know there's vodka in there. Next thing you know, you've done a bottle of Glens and your head hurts like a cunt and you're drunk like a motherfucker. So those are my two yeah. tips. So yeah, how do you make supermarket vodka palatable, boys? So I would probably use a slice of fresh fruit so like a slice of lime or something or recently i've gotten really into citrus fruit um <laughs> sorry <laughs> lime is a citrus. i've gotten really into grapefruit i've gotten really into a slice of grapefruit in vodka so i feel i was walking down the grocery aisle going for bananas and the grapefruit gave me a vuncular wink and i thought you know what i'm gonna get really into you <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, or maybe just let a kind of kiwi fruit just kind of like bob up and down. We have a chaser, right? Or with a mixer? Or you just. What is it, Will? It's a glass of Glen's vodka with half a kiwi. (laughs) (laughs) That's some fucking Russian oligarch shit, man. Just. No, with some with, with some slimline tonic or something. Ah, right. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Yeah, as a chaser. Okay. So we're, we're yeah. trying to we're trying to tart up the uh, the Sainsbury Zone vodka. <laughs> That's better. I thought I was like, fucking hell, this guy's nuts if he's managing that. See, I had a bit of lime and a kiwi. <laughs> <laughs> like just just love it. Love it a grapefruit in there for good measure. And then it's off the for some neat Lamborghini. <laughs> <laughs> My, I'll throw mine too because they're quite similar to Dick's, but in in one processed bottle, and that is it has to be flat Fanta fruit twist. Oh, it goes. It really fucking goes. That I mean, sounds like a recipe bar. for Chandra it, Dragon. It, yes, the rear is yes, head. it did because you just sink them. Yeah, because it's just. It just tastes like fruit twist, and then and then the Chandra Dragon will fly. <laughs> uh, that and um, uh, the pink lemonade, the pink Lucasade. And if if anyone's wondering what Gareth says, is the uh, is the piss of virgins and um, people forced into domestic slave labour. He's a wrong one. Yeah, I need that specified again, just in case any listeners have forgot. Gareth Fox mixes his vodka with the piss of virgins. And the piss of people stuck in domestic slave labour. Don't uh, don't forget that. Oh, he can't defend himself. Oh, what well, a shame. Well, maybe 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 if Gareth Fox had turned up, um, like we all have uh, made time for for today, um, instead of stealing the pubes from children in leisure centres. We know you do it. You've been caught on CCTV. Don't try and hide it. Um, yeah, just putting that out there. Cheers, that's good. So we've made Glens more palatable, which is a good achievement. Who is Dempsey? Oh, I don't know. I'm picturing a butch American guy with the buzz cut and a fucking yeah like kind of like collar. a clone zone kind of um, vibe like handlebar moustache yeah I don't know who no there was no kind of like there was no ceremonial bust anywhere um, <laughs> in or or any other kind of like sculpture that indicated who he who Dempsey was Is Dempsey's was, yeah who knows Dempsey's yeah. in all of oh, us okay. yeah Dempsey, yeah, Dempsey, yeah Dempsey's in all of us <laughs> so aside from the sort of half naked men what what else were we talking furniture wise picture wise what was the dance floor Very, like? Was it one big dance I floor? Think like sticky is the <laughs> key word I remember 
kind of um, in terms of the dance floor. Yeah, there was one big dance floor that kind of encircled the cage um, with the pole in it. I mean, obviously, the, I say cage, like you could easily get in and out. It wasn't like there wasn't, you know, someone locked in there. Um, DJ was very receptive to requests, which y- you always appreciate. Do you know what I mean? Damn right. Um, yeah. I remember there was, uh, yeah, there was like a couple of bar areas. Um, I think the furniture was, I think black pleather was, is kind of what comes to mind. I mean, I haven't been there for a while. Um, 2019, January was um, the last time I went. And I mean, if if you do ever go to Sheffield, I mean, January is a, is a lovely time to to go and see it, <laughs> as, as you can probably imagine. Um, but, um, but yeah, it's, um, it's a good place. And actually, I remember like when I was a student there, they started... Um, serving food at like 4 p.m. 4 4 a.m. Fuck off. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? They started serving like oven food. Like the kind of food you want to eat when you're pissed, like pizza and garlic bread and like potato wedges. Uh, obviously like you paid for it, but like very, it was like really cheap and like reasonable. And I think one of the reasons they did that was, I mean, this was back in like 2010. And I think like people were getting like homophobic abuse and stuff in like takeaways. So it was really nice that they kind of like, you know, did that, did something to like make people feel a bit safer and also still be able to eat garlic bread and potato wedges and, you know, throw up all over themselves on the taxi home. I mean, that's a basic human right yeah, for all of us. Time on a tradition. Kind of entitled to yeah. um, straight or, or gay or, or bi. <laughs> or, love or, it. or pan love or it. lesbian <laughs> or... Whoever you are, get get pissed on Wish. Glens and Lambrini, get some garlic bread in you yeah. and throw up and pay the £100 soil in charge. right up with garlic bread <laughs> and then, yeah, throw up in a London cab. <laughs> Why go anywhere else? Um, Give all your money to Dempsey's. <laughs> January's the best time to visit, are you? It's, yeah, it's <laughs> you, really, you really get the austerity. Yeah. <laughs> you can smell I mean, the yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's not just in the architecture. I'll be spending this January in Croydon, obviously, um, where I live um, currently, just kind of, um, you know, enjoying the um, apro ski. And um, <laughs> just, yeah, just kind of eating fondue. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> fondue with Labrini. Do some cross country. Oh. I, I mean, that is one way you could um, make Glenn's vodka palatable, isn't it? Just kind of spike a, a fondue. Oh, God. Cheese and Glenn's. That sounds dangerous. <laughs> that sounds like. <laughs> Where would you that sounds like Nolan's last like... nightmare. <laughs> Yeah, that would completely that that would put me in an ambulance. <laughs> I felt your anus pucker then, Dan. Like, lactose and glens, the enemy think, of knowledge. If I'm thinking about it anymore, I'll get a hemorrhoid. I uh, I would probably serve that in a wine glass. Um, <laughs> yeah, just Sainsbury's vodka. But is it is it liquid melted cheese? cheese? Liquid cheese. So it is okay. Yeah. And is that is that being like I imagine drizzle it on like you would a honey on a nice porridge. Just one of those wooden, like, spoon receptacle things drizzling on the, the fondue oh, into the yeah. vodka. How are we I presenting this? I think you would put the cheese in first and then add the vodka. So you get that kind of really gross, like, curdle <laughs> when the vodka goes in. <laughs> <laughs> I love the way you know it curdles, because I, I didn't know Well, that. I know that because I put some Cointreau in a, a wimpy chocolate, in a wimpy chocolate milkshake last Thursday. <laughs> Um, I was leaving Stratton um, and I knew that I had to, um, I had to have a wimpy. I don't know if you know this about Stratton, but they've got a wimpy and it's quite iconic. So I was living in Stratton until last Thursday and I was like, I've got to have one last wimpy. But also I had a tiny bit of Cointreau that I was like, I've got to drink this. I can't chuck it away. So I put the Cointreau in the milkshake and it kind of did what I'd imagine Glenn's vodka would do if you added it to um, fondue cheese. Like it kind of, it just, it was like on top. I mean, like little bits of milk were kind of like, yeah, it was a slight curdle. But then I, I just, you know, mixed it all up and, and drunk it down. Because that's just the kind of, you know, I just get on with things. <laughs> it 
work. I'm so honestly, I forgot we were doing a podcast for a minute, and I was like, if that was a job interview, that would be such a solid answer for us. Uh, how do you get yourself motivated, Dick? How, how can you how can you persevere through tough times? <laughs> I mean, it, yeah, I feel it was, it was quite resourceful, actually. It was a good use of resources. It's like the bare grills of Streffer. Exactly. Yeah. There we go. So we got the Grafton, we got Debussy, so it's time for Numero Uno. It's the big one. Well, I think Numero Uno has to be, and I think we've all experienced it, you know, this year in lockdown, for me personally, it's Brockwell Park as a place to drink. But I mean, I think it's been wow. one of the really good things that have, has come out of lockdown that finally, you know, getting drunk <laughs> in parks is no longer just for reserve of teenagers, you know. It's true. <laughs> kind of upwardly, you know, mobile kind of types who I don't know listen to Radio 6 music and whatnot sorry I'm not employed by Radio 6 music I don't know why I keep bringing it up but um you know we can just kind of it's except we can all do it now basically it's been it's been uh, wonderfully wimpy wimpy quattro what what drink are you bringing to Brockwell well um a few weeks ago, I met my friend Max in um, Brockwell Park and we noticed everyone had these like litre bottles of beer, <laughs> like no label. So we like asked someone like, where did you get this? I mean, it turned out a brewery oh. was selling these litre bottles of beer. So we, we had to queue up in this kind of um, industrial area underneath some railway arches and it felt very kind of like post-apocalyptic. You know, just we didn't like use money. We used bottle caps that we found in our pockets. <laughs> <laughs> I saw I saw Max for nine gallons. <laughs> I said, "Bye, Max. You live here now." <laughs> we'll take the boy. He can work in the mill. <laughs> but um, we got. He's got two but good we, arms. Um, we got really drunk, and then we then we wanted to head off to Brixton so we got this really good vegan like burger place in the um, Brixton village and but we got stuck in a loop it was a bit like LSD um, I don't know Groundhog Day um, yeah we got stuck in this loop where we went to the toilet and then we walked like a hundred or so metres towards the exit of the park and then one of us would be like no I think I need the Do toilet again that was again. about to be my second so question is is one big drawback with park drinking is when you need a piss. Well, that's the brilliant thing about Brockwell Park. They've got a good selection of toilets there. Um, yeah, so it has to be um, Brockwell Park for me. The other week I was there, actually, with, was on the, in the April bank holiday weekend, and it was freezing, but I ended up getting quite drunk off of... Um, just drinking tins of gin and tonic and I was walk. I was leaving the park with my mate Chris and we bumped into Luke Chilton you know Luke oh yeah I know Luke Chilton yeah. and then for some reason he said to me like oh you're still alive are you and um classic <laughs> and then my friend Chris was like do people say that to you often uh, <laughs> but um but yeah no I, I think it's just genuinely I think, you know, like we've all been spending so much, you know, real talk here. Like we've all been spending so much time like cooped up in our flats and whatnot. It's so nice of a weekend to like get out into a park and like see so many people just agreed. Um, agreed. Here, just here. getting really drunk. Yeah. No, you're right. It's, it's, I used to, I never used to drink in Brockwood Park. There used to be a lot of fights from other schools that used to happen in Brockwood Park. It was like the middle ground for like. That's where you grew up in fucking Sparta. Honestly. Every time you talk about. Oh yeah, the fight, the, the park where the fights from opposite schools were to see who was strongest. Yeah, that's that's one of them. I, I Brockwell Park was looking; it was the opposite direction to where I went to school. But you hear about other like other people went to other schools, and they just used to like For yeah, what they used purpose to be like three hundred. King of the park. You should just punch what each other. The like, f- 
I don't know. King of Park. Yeah, who owns the park? And now, now, now austerity's happened. And all of us lot are going into parks and and, and drinking and then turning out. The, so um, is that a good thing? I between, don't know. Maybe it like, is. So was it Croydon people versus... It was just other schools. And I'm pretty sure one of them was Westwood Girls because they were fucking but rough. But not, not rough enough to be beating people up in parks, um, surely. So it was just like, you know, Brockwell Brawls, isn't it? Like, that's just... Yeah. Swear to God, mate. <laughs> that's well went down. Fucking, your fucking childhood. It's like something like Dickens. <laughs> I pulled myself up by my bootstraps, avoiding the Brockwell brawls of yore. <laughs> but this is this is like 10, 15 years ago. So like, they'd, uh, yeah, <laughs> it would have been. And this was simpler times. <laughs> then I got infatuated <laughs> with grapefruit. Really got into it. Really tried with cleanse. It's fucking delicious. That's why we put so many toilets. See, there's lots of spectators for the fights. <laughs> yeah, this is a while ago. This is many moons ago. So a lot has changed. That's, that's Whereabouts in in the park did the brawls happen? Kind I of? never went. I never. Oh. Went. I had my own. I had my own brawls in the middle of Croydon, right? Like literally in Croydon, in Croydon High Street. That's that's where we were brawling. But there was, you know, no, I don't know how it know goes. How it goes. It's just, it's just like the it. absolute mental. Your other school, just like, do what normal children do uh, and spend the whole night staring up with your best mate, and walk fifteen miles to school <laughs> to protest the five p no. bus hike, like normal children. Oh well, we had. Free bus travel. So what's he gonna do? You got to run around with that little tire iron, like metal ring tire, and your stick. Me and Jonathan once got that little metal wheel half a mile, I'll have you know, with a Bradley bush. You would do well not to knock it. We had other shit going on. We had we had whose uncle's the biggest drug dealer in town, and then he got a fox. So was that kind of like people fighting to proclaim that their uncle was the biggest drug dealer? I don't, I don't know. It was just, it was just, it just happened, didn't it? I mean, like to give you an example of how it went down once <laughs> we was on a bus at school and then there was a, uh, the 466 and then there was another bus, the 405, which had a bunch of uh, guys from a different school. I can't remember what they were called, the name of the school at six. But the guys at the back of the bus that was in front just turned around and saw our school on that bus. And then it just got rowdy from each other, like at the buses. And then they stopped, they both stopped at the same stop. And then all of them just came off that bus and just boarded our bus. Like pirates. Like it was fucking, fucking Somalian pirate. I am the captain now, fucking thing. Literally just boarded the bus and a brawl just but went down. It was mad. It was like prison on wheels. <laughs> So this is there's no real logic. So, I mean, you're talking about secondary school kids, kind of like on these big, like <laughs> I, you know, like you know that <laughs> shit that Dennis is it Dennis Hopper's on? They're all wearing lots of leather and like sunglasses and stuff. It's kind of how I'm picturing I, I it. Were there it. like non-school people on the bus, or was this when the bus was just being a school bus? That's a good point, actually. It was just, I guess that because for us, the bus. They basically pulled aside two buses to just use for school kids. Okay. Yeah, no, I know it well. I'm always mugged off by the 427. He just points to the laminated sign and I'm like, drive on, you cunt. I know it well. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So it became one of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's it. There's no logic. I Good. just wanted to see well, the Brockwell Park. I'm glad we've reclaimed it for the casual middle class alcoholics. That's so all I'm that delighted. Was. Yeah. <laughs> that, now it's just Good. full of people like me wandering around constantly using the toilet. <laughs> It's good. It's good. It forces this stuff into the underground. That's the one thing we needed. That's the one takeaway from 2020. Underground kid Mob fighting. Buses. Yeah, yeah. And if you want to know more about underground kid fighting, email Gareth at fox at gmail.co.uk. <laughs> right, uh, Dick, I've got one, one massive question for you, my friend. It's the, it's the one I'm really excited to know this one. So we've got the Grafton, we've got Dempsey's, we've got a cheeky drink in Brockwell Park. What is your best ever drinking? pub bar story now it doesn't have to be you that did this it could be some shit you've seen could be the maddest shit you've noticed could be the maddest guy that come up to you could be anything nothing's off the cards so, so what we got from a friend to um live in japan um back in my early 20s after uni is this where the love for kombucha developed so kombucha is not actually a japanese word but because i lived in japan i do know how to pronounce it properly oh. which which nobody um in this country seems to be able to do so how is it because um, it, it's it's based on a Japanese word, so it's kombucha. Kombucha. So often okay. in pubs, um, you know, in this country, I'll ask for a kombucha 
And then the person's like, a what? And then I'm like, kombucha. And then they're like, oh, kombucha. And then I am, um, I, I cry a little inside. Um, so it's a short you, kombucha. That, yeah, kombucha. Yeah, kombucha, okay. because all their syllables are short in Japanese. But I, uh, so yeah, I lived in Japan for a while. I lived in rural Japan. So like, um, proper, like. Ooh. Rice fields type thing. Well, in the far north, there were definitely rice fields. What you're describing sounds like what me and Chris have sort of agreed on. By the time we're 30 and nothing's happened for us, because apparently houses are real cheap out there. We'll just fuck off to Japan and yeah, live. We're going to live, live off, in those houses. Is it Satoru? Is that the beer? Satoru, Sapporo and Hitachino until we die an early death. So we're, get, we're getting an insight into how it goes down, Chris. So I'm excited. Pay attention. Yeah. So, I, good, so good. I lived in like a prop in a city, but it was... Like it had a population of 300,000, but it was like properly on the decline. So like there was lots of like the high street was like so many like boys. The gay bar up, had become like, a shopping centre again. It was all going downhill. So there were two gay <laughs> bars in the city. One was called Monsieur, which they pronounced Mushu. And the other was called Sergeant, um, which was pronounced Sergeant. And... um Sergeant is a, so just just to note, you're probably aware that the whole bar and pub experience in Japan is like completely different. Like yeah. you have often you have these very little bars called izakayas, mm. um, and often they will have a very like kind of uh, a small clientele. Um, so you'll go there, and there'll probably only be like four or five other customers, and you'll kind of chat with the bartender, and they'd serve you food. I remember the weirdest food I was served, and this was also this was in a, a gay bar in another city, um, in the in the area where I was living. But as a kind of little hors d'oeuvre, they served little cubes of butter with raisins in on ice. What the um, fuck? No. <laughs> what I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> it's Glen Slushy. <laughs> didn't know if I was. Yeah, I mean, maybe it was meant to be used as a, a lubricant. Um, I'm, I'm not sure. But, um, but anyway, so the bar I want to talk about is Sargent. And um, it was, whenever I went there, I just had the weirdest experience. It was like, um, so it was this really small bar in like a particularly rundown part of town. Like I think the building it was in was literally like falling down. And... <laughs> You kind of went in, there was no windows, there was two fish tanks. And I don't know if this is my memory, like exaggerating things, but I'm sure there were eels in the fish tank. Um, yeah, that's a good point, because it's the type of fish that, that also gives off the vibe, right? Yeah, like kind of like the eels in um, The Little Mermaid um, <laughs> that Ursula keeps as a pet. I mean, I, I did feel very much, you know, my 24-year-old self, I did feel very much like, innocent young Ariel kind of um, but not ginger um, but um, anyway I used to, so I used to go to this this bar sergeant and um, the guy who ran it like he was he was like this older guy he had quite a kind of quite puggish features and like a little pot belly and he was quite sweet but he was also very very um, unsettling at the same time um, so he would often ask, um, me questions about, uh, my penis size. Um, That's why the U's are there. Was that a diagram? <laughs> yeah. Did they have stripes on? <laughs> Strap number four. Um, I don't, I don't know if this is going to be, um, I don't know if this is going to be funny or not, but I'm going I'm to say it because I think I need to kind of get this out for therapy um if if more than anything else but he he told me his first sexual experience with a man this older man told me was um when he was um well touched up on um a subway train in tokyo but then he also told me and i'm just going to get this out here so he lost his virginity to a girl when he was quite young but also he told me that when uh, and I'm just going to finish the sentence and I'm just going to leave it. He told me that when he was 11, he tried to have sex with a dog. Oh my God. This is the first time you met this guy. I think, obviously, 
obviously you wouldn't say that the first time you met someone. I think this is probably like the third or fourth time. Okay, um, yeah, that's reasonable. Yeah. yeah you, don't, you don't open with the bestiality line. You wait a few weeks. Yeah. You, you settle them in with the eels. Scope them out. You know, yeah. Yeah. You offer the frozen butter and raisin before you start with the bestiality story. It, it, Come it, on. it makes me worry a bit about the eels now. But, um... <laughs> But yeah, it's just, sort of, it's just sort of the way them. he told me. It was kind of like, oh, I tried to have sex with a dog. I was that, I was that frisky. I tried to have sex with a dog. And then he kind of pulled that face, you know, that kind of like, you know, that kind of like, oh dear. Like kind what of like, like, what am I yeah, like? like <laughs> yeah. I'm just doing this now. Yeah. Imagine, imagine falling into that. We we have a friend, Dick, um, who for the purpose of this podcast will be known as Polly Oo and uh, he was in India on business and was looking to go out so it's about 11 at night pubs are shut where do I go out but this guy's like no, come 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 we'll sort you out 10 whatever what are they using in Ru- India rupees rupees bang not, give me not rupees yeah, that's, that's a joke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> indeed 100 rupees get into this it's really good great bar you'll have a good time have a great time they pay their entrance they go in it takes about five minutes <laughs> They realise they're in a an Indian BDSM gay club. Now oh, that's wow. an eye opener if you weren't prepared. So, so were they? Were no, they not gay? gay. No, or? no. The guy was like, you know, those guys that try and get get their clubs full. You know, uh, promoters, I guess we should call them. Yeah. You know, the guys that stand the street. Yeah. He he got them. He's like, yeah, yeah, got a great place. You guys will love it because it was too. Because they were, you know, just two guys in business. He just thought, oh, you must be gay. Right. Next thing you know, they wouldn't. They're looking around. They're like, a lot of, yeah. lot of leather in here, <laughs> a lot of men in here. Yeah, they, yeah they'd, they'd by mistake come across uh, a BDSM Indian gay club, um, and they were like, the difficult one there is you can't instantly leave because it looks really bad. But this isn't our scene, and everyone's trying to flirt with them because they're the only white guys in the building. So mm. they're a massive, like, massive draw right now. So they felt uncomfortable. Everyone's looking at them. It's like it's the most awkward Cobra beer I've ever had. Just <laughs> drink it. <laughs> but imagine that you go. Oh, should we, should we mean, try this he... place? You go, and out comes the fucking frozen butter. And then you get chatting with the owner who's like, Did I ever oh, tell yeah. you about I mean, this time I, mean, I tried to served, fuck a dog? Being served frozen butter in a in a Indian BDSM establishment would take on a completely different meaning, wouldn't it? <laughs> oh, but yeah, I mean totally. you you said um you know, you said they were on business. I mean, were either of them wearing a gimp mask at Not the time? to my knowledge, although, who knows? It was pre-COVID. Knows? It was pre-COVID. It was different times. But you times. thought, you know, if you were running a, an establishment, a BDSM establishment catering for gay men, I mean, you wouldn't just want to fill that club up with with anyone literally off the street, would you? You would kind of... It was a weird call, I must admit. I quite like the idea of the guy knew full well that he'd really fuck with him. I was like, come on in. I just like yeah. the idea of this promoter just getting random people. In. Like, have you seen that clip of that um, that middle-aged woman in Brazil who ends up inside someone's garage? Oh, no. yeah, yeah, like, it accidentally garage, like, closes on her. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, she's trapped in there. I mean, yeah. I mean, she's just in the garage. I, I quite like the idea of her suddenly being in, like, a gay BDSM <laughs> club, just, like, looking around, Imagine. like, oh, I... I guess I'm here now. Better um Just get up to the bar. Do you better get do some bottles of Lambrini? <laughs> I'll have a bottle of Lambrini and just just a few cubes of butter. <laughs> oh nice, please. So once once the guy told you he tried to have intercourse with a dog, did you leave? Did you question more? Did you keep going back to this bar? I mean I didn't leave. Like the dog wasn't there. Um, you know, <laughs> fair, I was not there. What a shell shocked canine in the corner, just shaking. <laughs> Help me, yeah, please. In a, in, a, in a thong and a bra. Um, but um, did I leave? No, I think I, you know, I just kind of, you know, like just I said earlier, I just chin. kind of get on with yeah. things. I think it was just, um, you know, stiff upper lip and um, just kind of, um, just a polite kind of like, oh, right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the right of passage. Oh, Gareth's well, giant. Oh, my word. Oh, my <laughs> really sorry, It's Judas oh, Iscariot. Oh, my God. What, is, what a uh, moment. What has happened here? Jesus, sorry, Dick. He must have heard about the frozen butter. So, uh, Dick, um, we've done the Grafton for your third favourite. We've done <laughs> Deputy City's second favourite. We've done anywhere in Brockwell Park. And your favourite story is the guy that fucks dogs. So two more questions for you, and then you're free to live your life. 
Well, well, tough luck, Gareth. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> you would have mm. to just this. have to listen to the podcast. Should, yeah, Gareth. should have come to the pub on time, mate. I've, I never listened to this podcast anyway, so <laughs> I'm joking. I will. <laughs> so, Dick, we got two more questions for you. Um, we've got room in the last order in for two things: your favourite ever bar snack and your favourite ever drink. So, starting with the bar snack. So, bar Lisa. snack for me has to be wasabi coated peanuts. I just love them, and I mean wasabi coated peanuts. I do not mean okay. wasabi right. peas. Um, I mean, I don't want to eat a load of like hard dried peas in a pub. Do you know what I mean? Like. No, wasabi coated peanuts. I just love them. That is my Where snack you, of choice. Where did you these before, or was this a self invention? Is this a Dick Denim? Gareth's back, <laughs> everyone. Gareth's having a meltdown. <laughs> no, I didn't invent. I can't take credit for inventing no, no, wasabi no. coated yeah. peanuts. Um, but I, um, you know, they have like the green yeah. ones you get um, in pubs. I've, I'm, I'm really sure they do. I'm allergic to peanuts, so I, I wouldn't know. Oh, like properly fatally? No, like really shit, itchy throat. The, oh. Yeah, the doctors tried to give me EpiPen. I was like, Good. why? That's the way to treat medicine. And that's the end of that. I don't know what could think. Yeah, I had an awkward thing the other week. Actually, this was in Brockwell Park. Um, but my friend, he's got a um, really fatal peanut allergy and he let me borrow his blanket um, and I, I just did eat a load of peanuts over them <laughs> but then um, oh dear um, why? well not not because I it wasn't on purpose Gareth, what is that noise? you're gonna have to mute mate sorry yeah go on um, <laughs> it wasn't he he really makes his podcast doesn't he Gareth he's kind of <laughs> He's really, he's kind of like the glue that holds us all together, isn't he? But, um, I, um, no, I... So you've almost killed your mate by putting peanuts all over his fucking blanket. Like, I'll be all right. Well, no, so I, basically I had to, um, I had to take his blanket and I've still got it now. Um, so if, if... You ever, you know, are with someone who has a peanut allergy and you kind of like the look of any of their personal <laughs> possessions, just <laughs> just shove a load of Kinky like nuts. KP, you know, dry roasted in your mouth all over their <laughs> iPad or whatever, and then it's that's yours. It's a, a top tip uh, for everyone. Um, is wasabi any different in Japan yeah. than it is here, or is it the same? I same it's room. The same, yeah. It's, yeah. it's the same but thing. I just wondered, like, it? you know, uh, but like sometimes, like, yeah, like French onion soup in France is far superior than anywhere else you know i just wondered if if wasabi is oh, the same yeah. no i get it i think so yeah i mean wasabi coated peanuts they're probably not using like proper legit you know it's i mean it's probably just like mustard dyed green isn't it but um who knows <laughs> Myth busted. i um <laughs> I, I mean, I don't want to, you know, recklessly spread conspiracy theories like that. But um, but I think wasabi coated, yeah, wasabi coated peanuts are my snack of choice for the lock-in. Well, it's in. So one last question. What is your drink of choice? What are we putting behind our bar, Dick? So I thought about this. I think for me, it has to, and this is a bit of a schmaltzy answer, but it has to be just a bottle of the house white. Because for me, that is just so symbolic of like going to a pub with a mate and just, you know, sharing like a bottle of the house white or two or three, <laughs> very occasionally four. Um, and just, you know, really kind of like putting the world to rights and, you know, making a bit of a nuisance of yourself in the smoking area. Um, but it's just, you know, it's the kind of thing I'm really looking forward to just be able to do, you know, like casually again Great. once all this lockdown malarkey is over. Nice. So, yeah, a, a bottle of the house white in a, in a chiller for me. <laughs> the bottle of house white at Dempsey's is a Lamborghini. I'd like to think that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, buy a bottle of housework. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean a jumbo bottle of Lambrini. <laughs> yeah. In, um, and by ice bucket, I mean a mop bucket. It's just... Just outside in January. Well, there we go. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. There we have it. So we went for the Grafton and Cage Tower. We went for Dempsey's in Sheffield, but go in January because that's when it's the most dour. Then we went for Brockwell Park, watched the Brockwell Brawls, and then we learned about that time a guy fucked a dog. Good times. Cultural learning. 
Allegedly. And uh, behind the bar, we're going for wasabi, coated peanuts, and a bottle of the house white. Thank you very much to this week's guest, Mr. Dick Denham. Woo! Hey, hey. Thank you for having me. I've loved it. Oh, thank I've you. Really thank you for it. coming on. Great tales. Would you like to promote anything, your comedy stuff? Where can people find you? So you can find me on Instagram at dick.denim. I'm also on Twitter at dick underscore denim because, you know, I like to I like to mix it up, the, um, the punctuation. Change of character. Um, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, it just gives a different vibe, doesn't it? The yeah. underscore. Yeah, it does. But um, yeah, do um, oh, look follow. me up do on follow, that. Do follow. If not, catch him at Dempsey's in January. <laughs> Bottle of Lambrini in each hand. <laughs> Yeah, that's COVID safe. It means it stopped me from shaking anyone else's hand. Exactly. Thank you very much to this week's guest, Mr. Dick Denham, and no thanks to this week's dick, G Fox. <laughs> oh, oh, that's that's fucking brilliant. Yeah, fuck you, G Fox. Yeah, yeah, don't find G Fox at Podcool Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Just just follow us instead. Just follow me and Chris instead. Yeah. Listen to us. Join us next yeah, week fired. when uh, we'll have a diary and uh, a You're calendar. Gone, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> 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 yeah, and some <laughs> notifications as to when recordings are happening because they're in. They're in. It's a joint calendar. It's a joint. It's a joint calendar. It's a fucking joint in, calendar. We do have a calendar. It's in yellow. I know. I know. Yeah, I'm out of here. Sorry, you guys. I am really sorry about that. Jesus, sorry, Dick. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll catch you next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs> With or without Gareth.